Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Talik. Tonight, I have special guest, Jared Keller. How are you, my brother? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, Talik. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, last time I had Jared on here, it was like a, like another person on here. Um, it was time that we do our one-on-one. Um, so let's get into it. I asked you this question before, and I'm going to ask it again because I asked all my guests. This is the first question I love to start with. How is your mental health? You know, I will say it's actually been pretty good um, lately. I'm in a phase of my life now where I feel like I am managing it a little bit better, like my anxiety, feelings of depression, all of it. I do feel like I'm managing a little bit better now, and I've I've been I've been pretty good. I've been good. That's good. Um... I like to ask that question because like somebody could be struggling mentally, like deep, like deep mentally, and we don't know. So asking that question gives a dialogue to like saying, you know, instead of saying how are you, you know, how's your mental health? And somebody could be like, you know what? I'm not okay, you know. I did that before at one time. Somebody at the McDonald's drive through just staring. I was just like, You okay? And I was like, you know what? How's your mental health? And it, like we had a good conversation. Yeah, it's it's nice to ask people because I feel like if you phrase it that way, you're more likely to get a real answer based on, you know, what's going on in their life at the time. <clears throat> yeah. My next question for you is, why do you think men avoid seeking help with their mental health issues? I mean, I think as men, like even me as a gay man, you're kind of yeah. taught that you're supposed to be like strong and together all the time. Um, So you don't have time for emotions. You don't have to. And and I, when I say emotions, I think a lot of people think that means just like sitting in your room and crying all day. Like, but emotions can be talking about certain traumas that happened to you when you were 10 years old that in order for you to just navigate life better, you need to talk about that and get that off your chest. Like that's emotions as well. Um, but I feel like in society, just men are taught to be strong and together and tough. And emotions, I think, are viewed as a sign of weakness. Um, yeah. And in the same way as like talking to a therapist about your mental health, I feel like most, well, at least men that may have a more antiquated view on on certain things, especially when it comes to mental health, may feel like that is the definition of like being soft or weak. But I think it takes a lot of strength to to admit that you know maybe you have some trauma in your life that you haven't fully recovered from, and you need to get some help. And that's true. Thank you. That's so true. Um, what does um, my next question for you? What does mental health mean to you? Let the people know what do you like what you do on social media. I know it means a lot to you, so let the people know what you do. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit of a backstory. I had a I had a roommate when I lived in New York City. We lived together for about three years. Um, and August 2021. Uh, about three weeks after we moved out of the apartment in New York, he took his own life. Um, and that was shocking and crazy, but it was also um, kind of forced me to look in the mirror because I had my own struggles with suicide. And I think yeah. his death really um, made me take stock of where I was mentally in my life. Um, 
But after he passed, I decided that I was just going to be open with all of my the, the depression and the anxiety, the drugs, like everything. I was just going to be open with it because I remember when I lived with my roommate, I had no clue he was going through that. And in my mind, I just have to assume he didn't feel comfortable talking about it or being open about it. And I said, yeah. well, how do you stop people from feeling that way? You share your story. It's not as going to be as crazy or weird if everyone is, you know, being open about what's what's going on with them. And and that's yeah. how all of that um, kind of started on social media. Um, but, you know, mental health, I, it varies almost. But I think for yeah. the most part, um, it is just like to me, it's wellness. To me, it's making sure that you're good, that you're OK, that you're in a good enough state to navigate life which is is tough because life can whoop your ass sometimes um but like having a having a good mental health state um means even when life is whooping my ass i'm not going to let it overtake me i can manage my depression and my anxiety now even when life is throwing a lot at me and, that, and that's hard but like that to me is what mental health is oh that's good that's uh there's no right or wrong answer but that's so 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 good brother so so good um my next question for you is um do you have a circle of friends that you can just go to when you're struggling you know sometimes for like people feel like they struggle alone but you know do you have that i do i'm very fortunate to have a good circle of friends i will say though that doesn't um always mean i am so forthcoming when i'm struggling i i will say for me that is something that i do struggle with like i am not always the most open in the moment when i'm going through certain things honestly in a weird way i'm almost more comfortable sometimes doing it over social media than i am uh face to face with people um yeah. i but i am blessed to have a really good good circle of friends that if i needed to and i have in the past i i could go talk to them i'm very fortunate Yes. Um, and you mentioned, you know, um, sorry, uh, you know, for your loss, your friend who died by suicide. And I just want to say anybody that is struggling with any thoughts of suicide, any suicide ideation, you know, there is a suicide prevention lifeline that you can use. The number is 988, guys. Um, 988, if you know someone struggling or if you're struggling, please make sure you use that number. And I want to ask you, um, you know, you said your friend's suicide, you had, you know, had thoughts of it. Um, you had thoughts of it and stuff like that. Um, I want to ask you, um, how did losing your friend affect your mental health? Oh, like quite heavily. Like I said, you yeah. know, earlier, it kind of forced me to look in the mirror and really tackle my own thoughts that I had on suicide because yeah. I knew I'd had um, suicide ideations and I actually had talked to one of my friends um, about it. I would say it here and there passively. I would always phrase it as um, I, I I don't want to exist anymore. I would never say I wanted to kill myself. I would always like frame it. I don't know because it made it easier for me to say it if I phrased it that way. Um, but it was like looking into a mirror. And I remember after he passed, I was like, Jared, you have got to start taking this serious. You can't keep saying like, oh, these are just passive thoughts I have, but I'll never actually do it because you don't know because I'm pretty sure my roommate used to say that same thing too. Like, these are just passive thoughts I have. I would never actually do it. And then, you know, unfortunately he did. And I remember saying like, you got to deal with this. You got to really look at your mental health and deal with it so that that doesn't happen to you. Um, 
and it, it did it kind of forced me almost to grow up and start having a deeper conversation about mental health with myself like being yeah. honest and real with myself about what was going on about how I was feeling about like if you are having suicidal thoughts addressing them not just like trying to put them on a back shelf and acting like they don't exist because that's how it ends up happening because you don't fully um address it and it his death messed me up for a while but it also I think out of it came something beautiful in the way that like it it did force me to be honest and real with myself about what I was going through and that has helped me and healed me so much that's good man that's good um that's so good I just wanted to ask that because you know people understand grief can also affect your mental health if you don't you know don't grieve properly or just see a grief counselor you know it can mess up yeah. your mental health and you know people need to know you know, lose somebody, whether it's not by suicide or just natural causes or whatever, make sure you, um, you know, get into um, therapy. You know, there are grief counselors out there that can help you process some of your feelings that you are going through. And um, my next um, question for you, um, what do you think our society can do to break the stigma surrounding men's mental health? But let me add this, men's mental health, but, um, mental health in the LGBTQ community. Let's go into that. I mean, to me, I think it's the same across the board, whether it's like men's, women's, LGBT. I think the most important thing you can do to stop the stigma is to share your story. Um, A lot of people tend to act as though everything's fine all the time. And I get it. Like, no one wants to go around. You say, hey, how are you doing? Oh, God, I'm fucking depressed. Like, no one wants to hear that. So I understand you not being like, you know, super duper open or even like how I am talking about on social media. Not everyone wants to do that either. But I do think if it organically comes up in conversation and I've been out with friends before and mental health or depression and like uh, in pursuit with medication, it has come up in conversation. Um, and I think that if you're ever in a scenario like that, share your story. Tell tell them about like how a time that you struggle with some of that too. Um, anxiety, depression, whatever. And if you try medication or like what whatever you decided to do, I think sharing your story helps to stop making it such an odd, weird thing. It normalizes it. it like. Yeah. Because to be honest, all of us are going through stuff, even if it's not like depression, like everybody gets anxious every now and then. Everybody has low periods where they just don't feel like themselves. That could be a form of very mild depression. But like everybody has that. And I feel like if we were to stop acting like we don't all the time and just be a little bit more open. And again, I'm not saying you got to tell me your life story, but like if you want to be just a little bit more open about the fact that maybe you struggled with depression or maybe you struggle with anxiety and you take medication for it that would help to stop stop the stigma and stop making everyone feel like oh I gotta keep this a secret like I can't tell anybody any of this is yeah. happening um that's so true bro um I do want to ask you like um I love that you I love that you're on here because you know you represent you know the LGBTQ community and you're a black man too so like how is important you know people understand they think like I feel like LGBT community when it comes to their mental health, is forgotten about. That's just my own opinion and stuff like that. You know, um, people forget, like, when people come out, you know, everybody's coming out story isn't good, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people have bad stories. Some people have good. Some people get thrown out. Some people get mm-hmm. disowned by their family. So, like, I'm going to ask you, like, how is it important for, you know, LG, the people in the LGBT community to keep their mental health in check? I mean, it's very important. Um, you know, 
coming out, at least for me, I, like you said, everyone's coming out story yeah. is different. As I, I know some people that actually have very nice coming out stories. Um, <laughs> mine wasn't like that. Um, mine was quite, it wasn't good. Um, but I think that for people like myself who, who receive resistance from their family, from church, from like even certain peers, like at school, um, that is a certain level of trauma. I know I said for a long time for me, I was constantly told like from my parents in church that because I was gay, that like something was wrong with me. And I don't think they yeah. realized that if you're telling me that this aspect of me is bad and something's wrong, that it, like I'm going to eventually start to feel like me overall, just as Jared, as a person, that there's something wrong with that person that fucks you up in the head. And like <laughs> I spent most of my 20s feeling like that, feeling like something was still wrong. But even though I was a very proud gay man, it had seeped yes. over into every other aspect of my personality. I just thought something was wrong with me. And um, I really had to learn to like break that apart. But like, that's tough. And it did for a long time. It definitely attributed um, to to my depression. And I feel like I'm I'm managing it better now. Like I'm a little bit older, but it would have been wonderful if everyone just accepted you and you didn't have to go through that. But unfortunately, a lot of us do. And it can weigh on you. I think well into like older age and you might not even really yeah. realize it, but it, it can weigh on you. Like the 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 judgments and people just making you feel like you're in general not shit. And that's not fair, but it happens a lot. And it is because of that, it's, it's very important for um for for queer people, but also just like, Communities in general that face resistance from um, society at large, it's important because those types of things can really weigh on you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thank you for sharing. I just wanted to touch, wanted you to touch on that topic because, like, people don't understand how hard, like, you know, especially you know, you being black, you know, and being part of the LGBT community. You know, for me too, the people understand it's like a double stigma for us. And thank yeah. you for, um, you know, thank you for speaking on that. Because a lot of people, you know, they just, like, look over us and don't realize that we have mental health struggles, too. You know, you know, we're fighting. Mm -hmm. Some Most of us are fighting to be accepted, you know. <laughs> but yeah. it's, like, hard to be accepted. Especially then when you, like, Black, you know, like, it's like you're trying to be accepted two times. But, you know, thank right. you, you know, for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you spoke on that. Um um, my next question for you is um, how do mental health issues like depression and suicide show up in men's life today? What do you think are like the causes that it shows up? Oh goodness, I don't know that I can answer that question. I feel like it varies from person to person because like people have different traumas that have affected them in different ways. Uh, I think it I think that would would vary depending on the person and what they experienced in life yeah um next question for you is um uh, how do you feel about therapy my brothers how do you feel about um i mean i think therapy i think therapy is very important um if it's just to talk well first of all i I've been going to therapy for a while, but there was a period where I was with one specific therapist back when I was in New York City who really helped me break through a lot of things in my life that I didn't even realize were things. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I don't think I would have came to those realizations on my own. Um, 
And like I'm like for his name was Randy. I'm like forever grateful to Randy because he got me through a really <laughs> rough period. Yeah. Um, but I think therapy is amazing. I think everyone and and when I say go to therapy, I don't mean like you got to go every week like some people make. Because to be honest, right now I only go once a month. I don't go every week. Um, I go once a month, and it helps me. But I think everyone should go to like talk through your shit because everybody has shit. Like we all have shit and you need to get it off your chest because if you don't it's going to show up in your life in like like very odd ways or like small ways that you don't even realize so you need to like go and talk to someone and then also I feel like it helps to go and talk to um an outside source someone who is not a friend or anything because they can be more objective with giving um direction and advice and guidance yes 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 thank you thank you thank you for that um my next question for you you know on instagram and your stories we know that you work out in the gym how important is fitness for your mental health my brother you be working out i mean i it helps me i can't say that for like i don't want to make blanket statements and say that like it will help everybody it helps me i know uh that for me with my anxiety it really affects my um body like especially my neck and like my shoulders are always like super duper tense. Yeah. Um, and I lift heavy because when you're lifting that, you are having to exert the energy towards um, lifting those heavy weights instead of like being tense. You have to like let go of that tension. Um, so it does help me a lot. Now, it does not replace therapy. It should not be your only source, um, but yeah. <laughs> it, it is helpful. It, it does help me. That and running is actually quite therapeutic as well. Yes, and I had to ask you another question too. Um, what advice would you give to someone that's struggling with their mental health? Like, how can you encourage them? Like, what would you tell them, you know? I mean, I, I would try to make them feel like they're not going through this by themselves, that like a lot of people deal with this and that yes. they're not crazy and there's not something wrong with them, um, that a lot of people struggle. And it's okay if for the last like week you've been feeling a little off and you've been feeling a little down. Like, I think it's better to recognize it, acknowledge it than to ignore it and act like it's not happening because then you're never going to really be able to navigate it. But just that like, you're not alone. Like we're all going through it. We all have a lot of things happening. And I know for me, that's always brought me like a little bit of solace to know that there are so many people that are struggling too, and they're surviving and they're making it. And if they can, then I can do it too. Damn, that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so good. Um, but that's a question for you. And we'll be done soon. Uh, what are you doing to raise awareness for mental mental health? I know what are you doing on Instagram, but what are you doing, my brother, to raise awareness for mental health? I'm sharing my story. I that's what I use my Instagram for. Yes. is to share my story about you know what I've been through what's going on right now like to be honest I'm not doing anything like crazy or over the top really yeah. I say that all the time like my story is a lot of people's stories I'm just very open about sharing mine um yeah. but I think we all should be just a little bit more open I understand again like mine is at a like a larger level because like not everyone wants to everyone wants to go into Instagram and put all their business out there I get that but um yeah. I think people should share their story, but at the core, like that's all I'm doing, really. Like, 
I I go on social media. I talk about if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling depressed, if, you know, however my mental health is kind of like shifting me that day, I'm just kind of open and honest and about it. And it's honestly, it's so freeing though, like to be like, I own my shit a hundred percent. Like I am a hundred percent transparent about what's happening. And it, it it is, it's, it's very freeing. It's very liberating. It's honestly one of the best things I ever did was starting to just like be open and talk on social media about everything was that was going on in my life yeah but um what you do is like very appreciate i think sometimes when i see your reels and i see like you know you hold the message up like sometimes for me it's encouraging you know i could be sad i could be just like depressed and i'll see that i was like you know what i needed that you know so i just thank you for all that you are doing you know you're helping somebody out there you know you're making somebody smile you're making somebody feel better you're making somebody just want to have hope all by your Instagram. I just want to thank, thank you. you for all you had, or the, all that you're doing and all that you're going to do, brother. Um, and that's a question for you. This will be the last one. What the, what do you, my brother Jared Keller, has going on? What's going on with you? Like, what do you have planned next? What's next? Um, You know, I just try to take opportunities as they come. I'm grateful for all of it. I have a pretty blessed life and everything else at this point is just sprinkles on top of a Sunday. So you are booked and busy, my brother. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm taking it as it comes. Listen, my brother, I see some Instagram posts that you put up. He's always speaking somewhere on Instagram live or somewhere. I'm just like so proud of you, man. You know, um, you spread your story out there you just never know who's listening who's like like wow jared shared his story i go to the same thing if he can do it i know i could do it and you know i thank you for you know all that you all that you do you just don't know sometimes that you personally i don't know if i ever told you sometimes you personally just save my mind from going to a dark place and everything i love and appreciate you my brother and i want to thank you thank you thank you coming on here you know um i know you was on here before it was me you and my friend brian but thank mm-hmm. you for I'm, doing this one-on-one you know i really appreciate it brother thank you no of course thank you for having me i loved it thank you.